Hey, this is Chris from Escape from Plan A, and we hope you enjoy this preview of the bonus episode we did on Sleeping Dogs. If you'd like to listen to the whole episode, please go to patreon.com slash planamag and become a patron. You'll get all the bonus episodes that we've done so far. Plus, you get access to our Discord for our patrons. Plus, you'll be contributing to a fund which we use to pay all our guest writers. So yeah, join the cause and enjoy this preview. Escape from Plan A. And this is the this is the thing. Like in most games, when I dress my character, I don't really. I try to make them look cool, but I don't really care. And I might like I might fuck around and make him a funny, but there's something about playing an, an Asian American guy, like an Asian guy. Yeah, where true I'm too, like yeah. I want him to yeah. look cool, right? So I always wear like a <laughs> cool right. leather jacket and like nice jeans and that kind of thing. So there's something yeah. about, I don't know something psychological that that no, makes I, you. We, we, that's definitely something we should get to. I, I think yeah. now actually, but I just want to also say like I think the graphics are also much better than the, at least the GTA games I play. Like San Andreas, I mean, it still looks good, uh, but you know, like everyone looks like obviously like dolls you know they don't look yeah, like right. real people so i didn't really care what what they wore but just, here especially the remastered version keep in mind the, the game came out in 2012 we we're just looking at this list of games that came out the same year there's like far cry 3 dishonored mass effect 3 like assassin's creed 3 it's not the best looking game of the year but like it did decently well and the remaster is not too bad so i i you know i kind of forgave it because i knew it's it's a like a bit of a classic you know like we said it's like a cult game sure um so like i didn't think it was the best but you know again like for a fucking tiny studio in vancouver they did an amazing job with it how did they mm-hmm. get all those famous people to be voice actors that's what yeah that that is you know, know. I, I'm, I'm sure it's a square yeah. enix budget that helped them out maybe sure. that's probably yeah. true okay all right so let, let's go to talking about the the cultural uh, aspect of this as asian americans as philip uh brought up because that was one of the big draws for me, I can't remember ever having the opportunity to play an Asian American male character. That's definitely one of game. one part of it. Yeah, uh, there are several games where you could play Asian characters, especially yeah. if it's like a, a samurai game. Sure. Uh, although that's also never a guarantee, but in that way, yeah, uh, you can do it. Or like say Street Fighter, you can play like Asian characters there. Sure. But in like a story-driven uh, game in which there's. Uh, all sorts of, you know, there's drama, there's romance, there's all that full aspect of like human narrative. Uh, I was like, wow, uh, a game and, and not only a game, a good game. So what do you guys think of this well, let me Let me ask you this question. When you guys play a game where you can freeform, like make your own character, mm-hmm. do you make them Asian? I do. I try to as best as I can. I do, yes. I actually like never really bothered to until more recently. Mm. But, like, oh, really? Yeah, I just make like a white guy, right? I feel like a fraud if I don't. i don't know if i feel like a fraud i just sort of want to i want to if it's a role-playing game which is like my preferred genre um i i want to play someone that's like myself i don't know or like i recently finished dragon age which was a mad game i I wasn't the biggest fan of it but i I, like obviously i I actually played around a lot trying to make the character look asian it didn't really work out so i just made myself have like like dark hair white hair white i hair. think it was red hair very like dark skin and i was just like just make myself very uh kind of otherworldly 
Right. Uh, because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to just end up looking like a white person. Right. But as if it does, you literally play an Asian American guy. And I think you're right. Like, I, I don't really. Is Shenmue? Have you guys ever played Shenmue? No, yeah. I've heard of it, but that's in Japan, right? Yeah. yeah. And you're a Japanese. Okay. So that's different. It's like playing Yakuza, right? Um, yeah. I don't think there's any. Like, there's not. Because you have to. Like, an Asian character is just an Asian character in a video game, unless the story. And usually. I think fantastical, like some kind of mystic ninja. Yeah, like a or, samurai mm-hmm. in some, you know, like in some like fantasy setting, right? But here it's like modern day Hong Kong. You're playing a guy who's not just Hong Kong Chinese, but he's like, you know, moved to America for most of his life and came back. Like it's, and I think I think that's what like, um, you know, the article by by Kevin Wong's about is that like it's uniquely an Asian American guy who's between the two worlds. Yeah, um, yeah, and and he explicitly says that they. Uh, you know, he, he says m- maybe a little bit on the nose, but he'll be like, oh, you know, I don't know where I belong, especially when you're talking to the, the dojo master who teaches you a lot of the cool uh, moves mm-hmm. when you return yeah, the, yeah, the jade yeah. statues. They'll have this like short dialogue about staying true to yourself and all that, uh, which could have come off as corny. And sometimes it does. But uh, I thought there's actually meaning. I, I, I bought it. You know, yeah, I bought into it. Yeah, there's it meaning good. here. Um, we were talking about the the uh, like the, the language, like the voice acting. Right. Like. You know, like the the way that some of the characters speak, where they're like in English, like realistically, these these triad guys would like speak in just probably Cantonese, right? But like as a as a you know Asian Canadian Cantonese speaker, you kind of grow up speaking the way they do. If you don't like learn perfect Cantonese and only speak Cantonese to your parents, like they you do this kind of like what we kind of call a Chinglish thing, where you like speak and switch between the two. Because either you don't know the words or like you're trying to like say something that isn't possible to say in English or Cantonese. So like for, you know, an ABC, CBC kind of person, like it's a very, it felt at home. Like I really liked hearing the dialogue of this game Yeah. because it wasn't yeah. just like guys with Chinese. Like I fucking hate games that just like do people with accents, right? I actually would prefer subtitles and like native language voice acting. I know it's expensive and shit, but like that would make the game feel way more immersive than just having like Russian, Russian accents of Russian people or Chinese accents of Chinese people, but they're speaking English otherwise. Right. So I, I don't know if that, that resonated with you guys as much, but for me, the, the language was like a super big part of uh, believing it was in Hong Kong. Oh no, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, it, it really did. And, and I guess for me, like, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not Wei Shen, but like, you know, I was born in Korea you know, adopted mm-hmm. to America. And I kind of feel like if I had gone, you know, let's say I was a cop and I was going undercover, it's like, it's similar. Like I'm yeah. <laughs> going to break up the Korean mafia. <laughs> well, I don't even know if there is one, but I'm sure there is. But oh, but, come but, on, every country has a mafia. Yeah, every country does. But like the fact that like, you know, it's like for me going back to Korea, it's a similar thing. It's like, I'm going back. And like, am I actually Korean? Am I not Korean? You know, am I? And, and I think Kevin uses a term in his article like he's empty bamboo or hollow bamboo yeah um yeah and it's 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 just like a it's a it's a it's a broad like um archetype uh that that i can Mm -hmm. directly relate to because of just my 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 personal story yeah Um, Yeah. it's also uh, something it's also something they could have botched uh because very easily (laughs) Because it can go into like, I don't know who I am, you know, that kind of just cheesy uh, thing. And I also want to give props to people who made this. I think none of them were Asian. 
I yeah, think there probably were probably not. a bunch of white dudes. The, the creative uh, directors I, and stuff are white guys. I'm sure there's some Asian folks on the team, right? Yeah, uh, but sure. I mean, props to them. And I, I think this just goes to show you that, uh, you know, like this whole idea of like appropriation and stuff. We don't care if you do a good job of it. That's yeah. never really our concern. Plus, um, mine, yeah. also like on, on the flip side, if you're like Asian American and you make something shit, like we're not going to support you. We'd rather have like non-Asian people do good stuff, uh, you know, involving us uh as yeah. characters and stuff like that so uh you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hate on them saying oh they were like appropriating asian culture like no i mean bravo it's kind of like with harold and kumar where it was actually made by a bunch of white dudes but somehow they got so yeah, many things right that's, that's weird right like how how did they get it right so like one thing they did was they did a lot of research right i'm also guessing they probably had asian american friends yeah or they're, they, they're they just kind of grew up around it yeah so, so they 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 absorbed it, but also they don't have the the hangups or the baggage. Exactly, like they're I, not self conscious about see, it. Yeah, I could easily see like an Asian American creative director, like a guy, uh, have this project, and he'd be like, "But I don't think anyone's gonna like uh, an Asian American male hero." Um, I, could I could see, see him that. Like that uh, but sometimes yeah. it takes an outsider to just be like, "No, I mean it's in Hong Kong. Why? Why not? Why wouldn't the guy be Chinese?" I think the fact that it was based on uh, or inspired by like Hong Kong cop cop films mm-hmm. is a big part of that too, right? Because they want to stay kind of true to that source material, right? And those are made by Hong Kong folks. They're very confident, right? Very, very slick mm-hmm. films. So like that aspect of it, if they're using that as like a North Star, will end up producing a, a good product, even if it's like a little bit derivative of, of that genre, right? So as opposed to like trying to make something based on like your own imagination of what Hong Kong is like, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, did you guys have any favorite missions? That, uh, uh, that, uh, that, the, the thing I was talking about, like, uh, the, the, uh, old salty crab character, that Feng Shui mission, which, which, yeah. um, Kevin <clears throat> talked about, like, like at length in his, uh, uh, article was really good. Cause again, like, you have to kind of grow up, you know, Chinese, Canadian, like, you know, Cantonese speaking to understand, uh, like two things like one like the superstition that underlies like how that mission made sense and also two like the old salty crab character was a super funny character and a lot of his dialogue was split between english and cantonese right and like he would swear in cantonese in ways like my family members would swear in cantonese and so huh. just like personally that that mission was like super funny and, and resonated with me um it was also good because it was like a, a great like breakup mission that didn't feel like super it wasn't like, like combat heavy or whatever. No, because yeah. because you know, like in action movies and also in action games, you have to have breaks between like yeah. the combat part, the like fast moving action part, and like everything like other the next fast moving action part, because otherwise you get fatigued from it. And like a lot mm-hmm. of games like botch this; they don't do a good job. Like I f- I feel like even like you know Doom Eternal, which I'm playing right now, you know, there's obviously these big fights. In fact, they even mark the big fights on the map. So you know you're going to get into a big fight. And then immediately after the big fight, there's like a fucking jumping puzzle or some stupid puzzle. It's always some puzzle, right? That you have to do, right? And it just, it feels repetitive when you do that over and over again. This one was a little bit different because like this mission where you have to go to this guy's house and like fuck up his, like rearrange his furniture basically, right? To mess with his feng shui. Um, was this different because it was just weird. It was weird. I think it's weird if you're playing it and you don't know what, like the reasoning, the cultural reasoning is behind it. And if you do know what the reasoning behind it, which I do, it's like, it's funny. It's like hilarious, yeah. right? It's like, you know, it's like, you know, like people, the reason people like Mar- the new Marvel films is because they're both like, they have awesome action fight scenes, 
but they also have like you know good comedy in it too so mm-hmm. blending that well just makes for like a like as entertainment is like a really successful formula in my opinion